0: Testing, testing. Still way too loud. Can you get Jamie? Can you please come get Ellie? Okay, let's try the skin. You're listening to the NeuroDivergent Nurse, and I'm your host, Jamie. I'm a registered nurse who has ADHD. On this podcast, we will talk all things ADHD. I'm really just beginning to learn about this diagnosis and how to navigate through it. But I am so excited to take you on this messy and raw journey with me so that we can learn together. So let's get started. Well, hello there, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the NeuroDivergent Nurse Podcast. I hope that you're doing well and that you've had a chance to catch up on some of the previous episodes. As always, I'm thrilled to be here with you today to talk about a topic that I think it's so important for us all especially those of us who are neurodivergent. Now, before we dive in, I wanted to ask you a question. Have you ever felt like other people's opinions are weighing you down? Like you're constantly worrying about what other people think of you or even the choices that you make? The host, Katie and Garrett from the Bar is Ankle High podcast recorded with me yesterday or the day before for an upcoming episode of theirs where we talked about 23andMe gene testing and ADHD. And during that time that we were having this conversation, I kept saying my opinions or my thoughts or talking about ADHD, but I would have to pause and say, well, but not everyone's going to feel this way or let me preface it with this. And they kept pointing out, I don't have to do that. It is okay to say things that you think and that you feel without worrying about everyone else attacking you or how terrible people are going to see you. So for Katie and Garrett, thank you very much for inspiring this episode of the NeuroDivergent Nurse. Are you ready for an adventure? The NeuroDivergent Nurse is thrilled about the upcoming trip to Spain from October 9th to October 15th, 2023. I am so excited to invite you to join us on an unforgettable journey through the beautiful cities of Seville, Cordoba, and Granada. This trip is tailored for neurodivergent individuals, creating a supportive and understanding environment for all travelers. Experience Spain's rich culture, explore historic sites, and immerse yourself in local traditions. Our trip will include exciting activities such as Flamenco and Tapas night, a panoramic sunset cocktail hour, and a relaxing boat ride down the river, and that's just the beginning. You'll also have the opportunity to stroll through the charming streets of Cordoba's old town and soak up the vibrant atmosphere of Sevilla's many plazas. Our experienced and knowledgeable guides will provide unique insights into the history and culture of each location. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity to create lasting memories, build new friendships, and experience the beauty of Spain in a supportive and inclusive environment. Don't miss out on this amazing trip with the Neurodivergent Nurse. For more information and to reserve your spot, click the link in the show notes. Also, if you're a listener, that is a great podcast for you to go check out just as a whole. And I do think that it is something that many of us with ADHD struggle with. Therefore, that's going to be what we talk about today. So without further ado, let's get into it. Today, we're talking about the idea that other people's opinions are none of your business. It's a concept that can be difficult to fully embrace, but it's one that can have profound impact on our lives and our mental health. We'll be discussing why it's so important of you to let go of the opinions of others and how we can start to do that and the benefits that come with living a more self-directed life. So let's dive in. If you have ADHD, you know all too well how easy it is to get caught up in what other people think of you. Maybe you worry that you're not measuring up to expectations or that others see you as flaky or unreliable. It's a difficult situation that is compounded when you're also struggling with imposter syndrome, rejection sensitive dysphoria, or just the desire and need to please others. But here's the thing the opinion of others is none of your business. It might sound harsh, but stick with me here. There are a few reasons why you should not worry too much about what others think of you, especially if you're struggling with ADHD. First of all, it is important to know and remember that other people's opinions are often based on their own biases, their own perceptions and experiences. What someone thinks of you is not necessarily a reflection of who you are as a person. In fact, research has shown that people often form first impressions of others based on shallow factors like appearance or body language, rather than the deeper qualities like intelligence or kindness. Even though their thoughts are often based on those surface qualities, not who we are as a person, it doesn't change the fact that when we hear negative things said about ourselves, it can be difficult to brush them off and move on. In fact, research has shown that our brains are wired to give more weight to negative information than positive information. This phenomenon, known as the negativity bias, means that we are more likely to remember and dwell on negative experiences than positive ones. Scientists think that this happens because way back in ancient times, our ancestors needed to be on high alert for danger in order to survive. So our brains evolved to be especially sensitive to negative information, like the sound of a predator nearby, because it helped us avoid danger and stay safe. Psychiatrist and author William W. Dodson, M.D., estimates that by age 12, children who have ADHD receive 20,000 more negative messages from parents, teachers, and other adults than their friends and siblings who don't have ADHD. So when someone says something negative about us, it can trigger a cascade of negative thoughts and emotions. We might start to doubt ourselves, question our abilities, or feel like we're not good enough. Over time, these negative thoughts and emotions can become internalized, leading us to believe that the negative things that others say about us are true. This can be especially challenging for those of us who struggle with imposter syndrome or rejection-sensitive dysphoria. You may be familiar with imposter syndrome, but in the chance that you're not, I'm going to explain it to you. Imposter syndrome is the feeling that you're not as competent or capable as others perceive you to be. Negativity bias can contribute to imposter syndrome by amplifying feelings of self-doubt and inadequacy. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet PlushCare, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC. For example, a person who receives one negative comment or critique may find themselves fixating on that one negative experience while ignoring or discounting all the things, the positive things that we have done and we have accomplished. This can create a skewed perception of oneself and one's ability leading to a persistent belief that we're not competent or deserving of success. Over time, this can become a self-fulfilling prophecy, which means you may begin to doubt your abilities and limit your opportunities for growth and success. Another issue many of us deal with that is no secret is rejection-sensitive dysphoria. I'm going to call it RSD for the rest of this episode. But RSD is a symptom of ADHD that causes us to experience intense emotional pain in response to perceived rejection or criticism. Negativity bias can contribute to RSD by amplifying the emotional impact of negative feedback or criticism. For example, a person with RSD may receive a minor criticism or negative comment, and they believe that it is a significant rejection or personal attack. What happens here is that it can trigger intense emotional distress such as feelings of shame, embarrassment, or anger, which can further exacerbate the perception of rejection or criticism. Over time, this can create a cycle of negative self-talk and self-doubt, which can impact your self-esteem and your self-worth. Both of these conditions can make it so hard to brush off negative feedback or criticism from others, which is going to lead us into a spiral of self-doubt and insecurity. Additionally, Being a people pleaser can also contribute to the tendency of believing the negativity that we hear. When we place a high value on other people's opinions and validation, it can be hard to separate their opinions from our own sense of self-worth. We might take that negative feedback or criticism as a sign that we're not meeting expectations, that we're letting them down, which further reinforces the belief that we're just not good enough. It's important to recognize that hearing negative things about ourselves is a natural part of life. Not everyone's going to like us or approve of what we do, and that's okay. It's also important to learn how to manage our reactions to negative feedback and criticism in a healthy way. So I'm gonna give you some strategies that can help. The first thing you need to do is practice self-compassion. Remember that it's okay to make mistakes or have flaws treat yourself with kindness and understanding just as you would treat a friend who's going through a tough time. Number two, focus on the facts. When someone says something negative about you, try to separate the facts from their opinion. Is what they're saying actually true or is it just their perception? Number three, seek out positive feedback. Make an effort to surround yourself with people who support and encourage you. Seek out positive feedback and compliments to balance out the negative feedback that you might receive. Number four, reframe negative feedback as an opportunity for growth. Instead of seeing negative feedback as a sign of failure or inadequacy, try to reframe it as a chance to learn and improve. And number five, get professional help if you need it. If negative feedback or criticism is impacting your mental health or your self-esteem, consider reaching out to a therapist or a coach that can support you. More importantly, what people think of you is none of your business. I'm not saying that it isn't important to receive constructive criticism, but I used to have a feeling of needing to know what other people thought about me. I needed to know if I was liked or why I wasn't liked. It has taken a long time not to seek that out, to seek the opinions of other people and what they have of me. I'm going to share with you some reminders of why we don't need to know what other people think about us. And of course, your work may be very different. But we're not talking about a work professional environment. We're talking about people's opinions. The first reason is we can't control what other people think or say about us. No matter how hard we try, we cannot force someone to think or feel a certain way. It's important to focus on the things that we can control, like our own thoughts, our own feelings, and our actions. Number two, other people's opinions don't define us we all have our unique qualities our strength we also all including that person who might have something bad to say about you we all have our own weaknesses and the other people's opinions of us don't change who we are as a person number three it's more important to focus on our own thoughts and feelings When we spend too much time worrying about what other people think of us, we can lose sight of our own thoughts and feelings. It's important to prioritize our own needs, our own values, and focus on living a life that feels authentic and fulfilling to us. Number four, seeking validation from others can just be a never-ending cycle. If we rely on other people's opinions to feel good about ourselves, we might find that we're always seeking more and more validation. This can be exhausting and ultimately unsatisfying. I personally believe, and this is only an opinion, (laughs) that one of the most important things that you can do is seek out that supportive relationship that I talked about earlier. Surrounding yourself with people who accept you for who you are and who encourage you to be your best self goes a long way. By doing this, when you do hear the not-so-great things that someone has said about you, you have a reliable person who can either show you how the person is wrong or they can verify that the person may have a point and work with you to find ways of improvement in that area in a safe and loving way. At the end of the day, learning to let go of other people's opinions takes practice and patience. But with time and effort, you can begin to cultivate a stronger sense of self-worth and confidence in your own abilities. Remember, the opinion of others is none of your business. What matters most is how you feel about yourself. You've got this.